0: This is Inside Indiana Business Radio for the afternoon of Friday, January 5th, 2024. I'm Kate Sharon. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has given approval to Switzerland-based Novartis to begin commercial manufacturing of a drug developed in Indiana at its new $100 million plant on the west side of Indianapolis, the company said Friday. The seventy thousand square foot facility near the Indianapolis International Airport will be used to make Pluvicto, which is used to treat patients with advanced stage prostate cancer who have run out of treatment options. Novartis head of radioligand therapies, Jivan Verk, told Inside Indiana Business in December. The new facility opens the door to more patients having access to life-saving drugs.
1: It gives me hope that every time we release a product from the Indianapolis facility. Uh, that we're actually not just delivering the medicine, but we're delivering hope within that medicine.
0: The facility is only the second location in the US for Novartis to produce radioligand therapies, And the company says there is room for further expansion. RLTs are used to deliver radiation to specifically targeted cancer cells without causing damage to healthy cells. The company said Indianapolis was chosen for the plant because of its centralized location, making it easier to deliver the therapies in a timely manner. Each dose must be provided to the patient within three to five days after being produced. When the Indiana Economic Development Corporation returns to the big CES trade show in Las Vegas next week, they'll be bringing along some special guests. Seven Indiana startups. This will be the IEDC's third straight year attending CES, which this year takes place January 9th through 12th. The annual trade show and conference, which is originally known as the Consumer Electronics Show, is a splashy event that attracts attendees and media outlets from around the world. Last year's event drew 117,000 attendees, about a third of whom came from outside the US. As in years past, the IEDC will be showcasing the Indy Autonomous Challenge at CES, but this year, the IEDC will also have a second space featuring seven Indiana startups, with the aim to boost both the startups and Indiana's own image as a startup-friendly state. An 8,000-square-foot Amazon warehouse in Elkhart County was expected to open last May. However, operations have not yet begun, and there's no proposed date on the horizon. Local analyst Mark Wolfrat told our partners at WSBT that the facility is the product of Amazon's building spree during the pandemic and slow demand. By staying unopened, the Elkhart facility saves Amazon about $40 million on payroll expenses, while the online retailer waits for online shopping demand to rise. Local officials are not aware of an opening date. From the number one source for Indiana Business News, this is Inside Indiana Business Radio.
1: Whether it's a new hire or a noteworthy promotion, IIB's Big Wigs and New Gigs serves as a platform to promote your team. Our revamped offering includes being featured on both the newly redesigned newsletter and at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Subscribers to the Business News subscription save $10 off every listing. Plus, you can save $100 by bundling your submission to IIB with the Indianapolis Business Journal or the Indiana Lawyer. More at InsideIndianaBusiness.com.
0: Indiana Attorney General Todd Rakita submitted a new and bombastic filing on Wednesday accusing the Indiana Supreme Court Disciplinary Commission of caving to outside pressure in what he calls a political melee, saying it could no longer give him fair treatment. IIBs, Alex Brown has more.
1: In a November split decision and public reprimand, the Indiana Supreme Court found Rokita had violated two of the rules of professional conduct for lawyers. The misconduct stems from his televised comments about Dr. Caitlin Bernard, an OBGYN who performed an abortion on a 10-year-old rape victim from Ohio and was later disciplined before the Medical Licensing Board for discussing the procedure publicly. Rokita's filing read, quote, The commission needs to be disentangled from ongoing politics driven by political commentators. If the commission is not cordoned off from the political stage, then its meetings need to be made fully public, end quote. Many of the filings and decisions of the commissioners are private unless the Indiana Supreme Court decides it would be in the public interest to publicize them, which the commission petitioned for in Rokita's disciplinary case. Rokita said he doesn't oppose to a motion to unseal the conditional agreement so long as all of the deliberations and meetings related to him fall under the same extraordinary circumstances. In the new filing, Rokita said he would have agreed to waive confidentiality, but quote, the commission additionally required a gag order, prohibiting him from talking publicly with constituents about his decision to waive confidentiality. Alex Brown, Inside Indiana Business, Radio.
0: Knox County will use a $750,000 state grant to expand child care capacity in the region through partnerships and facility investments, our partners at WTWO-TV report. The county will partner with the Vincennes School Corporation, the YMCA, and a not-for-profit called Building Blocks to create more openings. The Vincennes YMCA will be a target for upgrades to grow capacity. In the Southern Indiana Gateway region, Chris Paff, CEO of Knox County Indiana Economic Development, told WTWO-TV that about 1,700 people aren't working due to the lack of child care in the region. The nation's employers added a robust 216,000 jobs last month, the latest sign that the American labor market remains resilient even in the face of sharply higher interest rates. Friday's report from the government showed that December's job gain exceeded the 173,000 that were added in November. The unemployment rate was unchanged at 3.7%. The 23rd straight month that joblessness has come in below 4%. Some details of the report, though, will likely disappoint the inflation fighters at the Federal Reserve, who might now be inclined to delay any cuts in their benchmark interest rate. Average hourly wages rose 4.1% from a year earlier, up from a 4% gain in November, which could make it harder for the Fed to slow inflation back to its 2% target. Ball State University will use a grant to engage more students to head to the polls ahead of this November's presidential election. The Cardinals Vote initiative, supported by a community Engage alliance grant, seeks to expand nonpartisan civil engagement across the campus and surrounding community through outreach and various strategies. Success will be evaluated using voter registration rates, voter turnout, number of educational events hosted, and the level of engagement in community-based activities. The new season of the Business and Beyond podcast with Gary Dick, presented by PNC, begins next week. Until then, catch up on the latest episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Kate Sharon for Inside Indiana Business, radio on demand.